Good afternoon, and thanks so much for joining us for Managing to Make a Difference. I'm Kimberly Shirk, and I'll be your moderator for today's show. I'm joined by one of the co-authors of Managing to Make a Difference, Larry Sternberg. He's our expert on management techniques, the research behind them, and why effectively implementing them can really make a difference in your organization. So today's show is going to focus on Chapter 73 of the book, Managing to Make a Difference. This chapter is entitled, If You Have Just Been Newly Promoted, Just Take Charge. And I think this is a pretty apropos topic for us to be talking about today in light of some slight changes that have occurred for us here at Talent Plus that we wanted to make you aware of. So Larry's co-author, Dr. Kim Turnage, who has joined us for many of these podcasts here in the past, has in fact been promoted to lead her team. So she is now the Interim Director of Leadership Consulting. And those of you who have joined us on these podcasts will know that she has a lot to contribute to consulting um, with her clients and now with her team. So recently, she has been uh, received this promotion, and it's requiring her to step away from the production of this podcast at this time. But we want you to be rest assured that you will have the same quality of content you have come to expect on this podcast, and we're excited to continue marching through this book, Managing to Make a Difference. But I did think it was some ironic timing for us to be tackling this topic just as she is promoted, and we see these changes right here in our own organization. So, Larry, I feel like there, obviously, as we have prepared for this, are, in fact, some adjustments to be made as you take on new leadership positions. Do you want to just kick us off by addressing a couple of those that come to mind for you today? Well, yeah, I, I want to have a brief uh, sort of introduction to the topic before we even get into those specifics, that this is often a an extremely challenging situation for an individual where the individual has been working shoulder to shoulder with a group of peers, and then uh, let's hope for the right reasons, the individual is tapped to all of a sudden become uh, the supervisor of those same people. And it's a, it's a delicate situation, and it's particularly challenging for some people who are confronting this for the first time. So people who have never been in a supervisor or management position, uh, all of a sudden, this is their first promotion into supervision. And how do they now interact with that group of people who, uh, if things, at, in the best case scenario, some of those people are actually uh, this individual's friends. And maybe they've been socializing with them outside of work and 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 uh, that sort of thing. And all of a sudden now, the dynamics of the relationship have changed as a result of this promotion. And so this can be a, a confusing and challenging time uh, for people, uh, particularly the first time it happens. So th- this is who we wrote the chapter for. Uh, is people who are confronting this for the first time. And typically, normally, usually, they don't even get any advice. Somebody just comes along and says, congratulations, you're now the supervisor. Uh, Here's your office. Uh, Good luck. And then they walk away and they're not. uh, So we wrote this to help people who find themselves in that situation. Because arguably, they may be walking into a situation where several people would have wanted that same position. 
And several people cannot be appointed to that situation. (laughs) One person gets chosen. And so maybe walking in with some healthy skepticism uh, and maybe healthy is a generous word there. Skepticism in general. Skepticism about what? About how this person will lead if they were the oh, you right mean the, choice. The other the people. Other people. Have skepti- yes, 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 yes. Yeah, they'll have skepticism. And, and the situation is full of risk uh, for the person who just got promoted to be a supervisor. Mm-hmm. They are, their relationships with these people are at risk. They're, uh, they have this promotion. It presents an opportunity, but you now have to be successful in this new position. So there's the risk that you're not going to be successful in a new position. And what happens then? Can you go back or uh, have you gone out in a limb and sawed, that, sawed it off in the wrong, in the wrong direction and there, there's no way back? So it, it's, it's often a time of, of stress for individuals. And you're right. Uh, people who... Uh, are in the department that you've just been made the supervisor of might have some skepticism. They might have thought that they deserve this promotion uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, And one of the things that I have found is if the supervisor has great management and leadership talent, that the people who are skeptical will come around because if the person is a good leader, everybody will be better off in the department. Uh, and that will show itself often very rapidly, and if not very rapidly, in a reasonable period of time, even the people who really had skepticism start to begrudgingly say, you know what, she's not so bad. Uh, and they, they realize that they're better off. Uh, And one of the reasons is, assuming this person has been well chosen, they get the following point. This person seeks their greatest good. This person is going to extend himself or herself to help the department run better and to help each one of them be successful and do whatever it is they want to do in their career. Because if you've been properly chosen and you're a supervisor, that's your main job. Mm-hmm. One of the favorite things that I like about this book, Managing to Make a Difference, is that in each book there's a lesson, there's an experiment, and you really break it down to be practical. It's almost a practical workbook for people to walk through. So um, I know... From my experience, if I had a friend that had just recently taken a, pos- a leadership position, I would go straight to this chapter and I would say, four points. You have broken it down literally to four different points. And I think what we want to do through this podcast is kind of march through those and really expand on what you've really embraced here in the book because I think they're great points. Sometimes they're, uh, they feel um, they feel like you should know these things, but it's things we don't consider and things we don't always explore. So the first one that I really want to touch on is this um, point about acting with confidence. Yeah, and let me let me say by way of uh, yet another introduction that these are much easier to talk about than they are to do. It's great to say something like this, but uh, doing it is a whole different thing. So uh, these are, uh, of course, I think they're good points. Kim and I made them, but we, we do understand that it's not easy 
just because it's easy to talk about doesn't mean it's easy to do. So act with confidence. That's the point number one. Often somebody who has just been promoted to supervisor, they're almost apologetic to these people who thought they might have deserved it or they're skeptical and why you and they, they're, they're friends with these people and they, they're, they're not acting with confidence. They're, they're trying to they're have one foot in each camp, right? They're trying to be one of the, one of the guys still, but they're also trying to be a supervisor. And uh, so our approach here is don't do that. Just act with confidence. And somebody who has uh, real courage and real confidence doesn't have to overdo it. You don't have to be stern. You don't have to yell. You don't have to threaten. You just matter-of-factly give direction, just the way we're speaking here, because you expect that people are going to follow your direction. And, and your, your conversational tone is what indicates that you expect that people are going to follow your direction, that it's entirely normal for you to give that direction. I mean, think about how really good parents deal with their children. They just matter-of-factly say to their children, I saw this happen in uh, a diner here in, in Lincoln, Nebraska. There's a diner called Stoffer's Diner. And I was in there having breakfast, and there was a single parent. I, I, I don't know whether he was truly saying he was by himself with seven kids and a guy. And uh, they were just, I was just coming in, and they were just finishing up their meal. And this guy was brilliant. He he had paid the check. And, of course, the kids were, were various ages. And he said to the older ones, okay, here's your responsibilities. You're going to do this. And you're going to hold your little sister's hand. And you're going to do this. And the smaller kids, you're going to put your jackets on. And you're going to – and, you know, very matter of fact. And they all did exactly what he told them to do. And they did it with, you know, a positive. It was all very matter of fact and cheerful. And, and so when you're acting with confidence, that's how to act with confidence. It isn't raising your voice. It isn't overdoing it. It's exactly the opposite. And you convey that you expect that this is the perfectly normal thing to do. And as you do that, they're likely to respond in kind. Now, that example brings to mind exactly what came to mind for me. So I am the mother of two teenagers and one soon-to-be teenager. And, um, you know, there is a fine line. You are not their best friend. And there is no intention for you to be their best friend. And the sooner they learn that, <laughs> the better off your life becomes. Because in those teenage years when they are, they have great intelligent minds and they're exploring new opportunities and they're thinking about innovative ideas and things like that and you want to be a part of conversing with them about those things but there is very much a line that cannot be crossed where you say this is what we do here this is my house I cannot wait to be your best friend when you're 45 years old but right at this point in time I am still your parent and that's the way that rolls so that's what came to mind for me. Yeah and there's a lot of overlap between being a great manager and being a great parent but in the case we're talking about 
you might actually be that person's best friend because you got promoted and that friendship evolved before the difference. And when you're a parent, that's not the case, right. of course. Uh, but in this case, you might be that person's best friend. And, and one of the points I want to make is if that person is really your best friend, you have the right to expect that person is going to support you in your new role and celebrate that and not be one of the people who act with skepticism or who put up resistance of some sort. So the the best friend relationship can work in your favor here, but it might be present. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break here um, on managing to make a difference. I do want to let you know that if you want to purchase a copy of the book or if you want to purchase several copies of your book of this book for a management event that you may be having, you can go to 800ceoread.com and they will actually brand them with your company logo or a message that you're trying to get across to your entire team. It's a great way to really support your management team with the tools to become better managers. And that just improves your entire organization. So I want to encourage you to visit 800 CEO read and purchase several copies for your upcoming management event. We're going to take a quick break right here and we'll be back with the next segment of managing to make a difference. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Asked to manage your teams but wonder when or how? Join Talent Plus on-site with us or at your corporate office for a seminar built just for you. Leadership Toolbox focuses on individual engagement, talent and fit, team dynamics and growth, and creating a strength-based culture. This interactive, seminar-style format is just the set of tools you need for world-class team performance starting now. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. When managers make a significant impact, their teams are engaged, motivated, and excited. They love what they do. When those people work for you, you get results. Results matter, and people drive results. At Talent Plus, we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission, vision, and values. Our online assessments and person-to-person interviews not only identify talents, but uncover a roadmap for success from a person's first day on the job to the day they retire. When people celebrate their talents, use them daily, and think about how to lead with their strengths, they help their companies grow, produce, and innovate. Want to learn more about empowering your people to help you do great things? Visit us today at talentplus.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. 
Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Managing to Make a Difference with Larry Sternberg, and he is the co-author with Dr. Kim Turnage. Dr. Kim Turnage has been recently promoted, which is the exact topic that we are talking about today, so she is not joining us on the episode today. But we do want to let you know that when you are looking at Managing to Make a Difference, this book, we also have a website. It's a microsite that has additional materials, additional information about the things that we talk about in this podcast all the time, and it's Manage to Make a Difference. So slightly different from the title, but manage to make a difference.com. And there you'll find all of these additional exercises and more information on some of the things we've addressed at the podcast. So we hope you'll visit us there if you're interested. You can also go there to promote um, or select uh, Larry to come and speak at your organization. So if you have a management coming event coming up and there are some challenges your business or organization is facing and you want an expert to come and join you, I'll tell you what, I've seen a lot of different speakers come to different events and Larry is at the top of the ladder in terms of someone who can really dive into what is your challenge and how to come about um uh, turning that around for your organization. So manage to make a difference.com. We've been discussing some thoughts from chapter 73 today. If you have just been newly promoted, just take charge. And in the first segment, we really talked about acting with confidence. And that doesn't mean necessarily being stern, yelling, but you can be very matter of fact and very determined in what you're doing. And so the next ses- section Um, In fact, as people take these new positions, there are really some stumbling blocks that they could fall into pretty easily as they walk into a new position. Larry, do you want to talk about a couple of those? Well, yeah, one of them is people taking over as a supervisor, manager, and saying at the beginning of that, you know, I don't want to make a lot of changes around here. If you're a good manager, if you're a good leader, you're going to make changes so don't create an expectation that you're not going to fulfill. So if people ask you if you're going to make changes, say yes, and then say, I want you involved in deciding what kind of changes will make this department better. And so not that you personally are going to, you may make the final decision, but changes will occur. And just be straightforward with people. And if you don't know what they will be, then say that. If you want to invest some time uh, listening to people and figuring out what's going on, say that. Uh, But don't say that you're not going to make changes because you are. 
So that's just one thing I wanted to. I wanted well, to and you can undermine your credibility, just like you said, from the very get go by walking in, um, maybe not even knowing what you're up against, because you haven't necessarily, even if you've been on the team, you may not have a lay of the land the way a manager, a leader, a supervisor would have a lay of the land. And so by, by making a blanket statement like that, it's just it's just not wise. Well, that's true. I mean, when, once you become a supervisor, you get different information than you were getting before. And hopefully that information changes your perspective. If it's good, if it's the right kind of information, you will now have a different perspective than you had without that information. Mm-hmm. For instance, suppose somebody is occasionally uttering uh, uh, profanity. Um if you have the right medical information, you may know that they have a condition uh, that causes them to blurt out profanity. What is that called? Tourette's. Tourette's, Tourette's syndrome. They may have Tourette's syndrome. You don't know that. But if if you heard that, if you were just in a restaurant and heard somebody say that, you'd make an immediate judgment, right? That person is, has no class and this and that and the other thing because you don't have the information that medically they have a condition. If you do have that information, you're going to now that interpret the behavior you're seeing in a very, very different way. Mm-hmm. So that's that's an extreme example, but you get my point. So the supervisor is going to get different information. Mm-hmm. The second point that you really highlight in the book is holding people accountable. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, people have to perform. and And you may be genuinely their friend. Uh, because you may have had, before you got this promotion, you may have had a couple of years or more to develop friendships with people. And, and both Kim Turnage and I hope you did. It, things are better when you have friends at work. So we hope that some or all of these people are people you would consider friends. But that doesn't mean that you don't hold them accountable. As a matter of fact, Holding someone accountable to a particular standard of performance demonstrates that you believe in them. It demonstrates that you respect their ability to perform at that level. Top performers want accountability. They want challenging goals, and they want to be accountable for doing their very best every single day. Uh, to, to get those goals. And so if, if one of the things about being friends with somebody is new supervisors often are worried that people might take advantage of them. Well, you know what? If somebody is taking advantage of your friendship, they're not your friend. They're, they're, they're using you. And don't let yourself be used. You have the right to call on your friendship in the same way they do. But you need to do your job as a supervisor and you should not allow your friendship or any other sort of relationship to impair your ability to do your job. And, and uh, you know, some people may say, well, you know, I've never had to hold anybody accountable in here and I'm, I'm, I, maybe I'm not comfortable with doing that. Uh, and and this is one of these things where you have to leap off the cliff. There's there's really no way to just dip your toe in the water 
of holding somebody accountable. You, you know, it's it's you're not partially pregnant and you're not partially holding people accountable. Either you are or you aren't. Now, that can express itself in different ways. Mm-hmm. Holding people accountable doesn't mean you have to fire them if they're not living up to expectations, but it does mean you have to make it clear to them that they're not living up to expectations. You have to help them. You, you have to yourself help try to figure out why, and they may have to help you do that. And, and you need to make it clear that you're going to do everything in your power to help them perform up to those expectations to which you're holding them accountable. Yeah. But you have to you have to hold them you have to hold them accountable. Top performers want that. They don't want a coach who, however good you do, they say, that's great. Uh, they want a coach who says, you know what? You didn't do so well today. This was not your best day. And here's some things you need to do differently if you want to win. And uh, so uh, holding people accountable doesn't have to be a negative thing. Uh, So you can be somebody's ally and still hold them accountable to perform uh, in a certain way and certainly hold people accountable to show up and do their very best every day. And I think oftentimes people think um, holding people accountable has to involve confrontation, something that they're uncomfortable with. And I think, to your point, it can express itself differently. I think you can um, you can be creative, in fact, about how you hold an entire team accountable. You can be um, it can be a measuring stick. It can be a competition. It can be a game. It can be a whole bunch of different things. I mean, at the end of the day, you definitely have measurements that have to be hit. And those individual conversations, if a team member or several are not coming up and meeting that bar, that needs to be, um, to your point, clear, matter of fact, this is the way it's done. But I don't think it necessarily has to involve confrontation, which is what I think people kind of gun shy away from and put up walls against. Well, it may be a semantic dispute, but uh, my point of view is it is a confrontation, but it doesn't have to be a hurtful confrontation. Mm -hmm. But you are confronting somebody. You are saying, listen, the expectations are here and you're not here. You can do it gently, but in my opinion, it still is a confrontation. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be hurtful about it in that sense. And, and, uh, when it comes to holding people accountable, you can overreact. And, you know, I know we've only got a couple of minutes here, but in my career as a leader, some of the best decisions I ever made in the area of holding people accountable involved not firing somebody who had very clearly not performed up to expectations. Uh, and I, I, there are ways to hold people accountable without firing them and without necessarily punishing them simply because they didn't perform up to expectations uh, in a particular situation. So maybe we can talk about some specifics when we come back from the break. Uh, but as I, I'm going to repeat, some of my most uh, rewarding and I think meaningful leadership decisions involved not firing people who had exercised poor judgment in a particular situation uh, or something of the sort. Uh, but I still held them accountable. Right. I, th- I think that's where an element of coaching comes in to play, right? If you're a good manager and you have uh, proven yourself, if you have 
acted with confidence as you come in. When you do hold people accountable, the, the other team members will take note that you're holding people accountable and they will likely step up their game or they will step out of playing the game. I th- I would guess. And um, when we come back, I know that we're going to go on to the next kind of key point that you talk about in the book, and that's really keeping an open door or an open mind. Because um, as you go through this, there may be opportunities to coach someone and to steer them in the same way without immediately firing them. So we will um, tackle that in our next segment. But first of all, we wanted to let you know if you have a question related to this topic or any other management issue, we really want to hear from you. All you have to do is simply click that email host button just above the podcast description. We will work those topics into any upcoming podcast. We want to be very responsive to the things that are important to you, the challenges you're facing in your organization, and we want to celebrate the successes as well. So you can email us a question there or you can email us a response to something that you found in the book and you've put into play. So we'll be right back. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with Managing to Make a Difference. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. When managers make a significant impact, their teams are engaged, motivated, and excited. They love what they do. When those people work for you, you get results. Results matter, and people drive results. At Talent Plus, we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission, vision, and values. Our online assessments and person-to-person interviews not only identify talents, but uncover a roadmap for success from a person's first day on the job to the day they retire. When people celebrate their talents, use them daily, and think about how to lead with their strengths, they help their companies grow, produce, and innovate. Want to learn more about empowering your people to help you do great things? Visit us today at talentplus.com. Asked to manage your teams but wonder when or how? Join Talent Plus on-site with us or at your corporate office for a seminar built just for you. Leadership Toolbox focuses on individual engagement, talent and fit, team dynamics and growth, and creating a strength-based culture. This interactive, seminar-style format is just the set of tools you need for world-class team performance starting now. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network.
Welcome back, and thanks so much for taking the time out of your afternoon to join us or the morning if you're listening to this on a rebroadcast, and maybe it's the morning time for you for managing. To or make maybe a you can't sleep and you've downloaded the podcast in the middle of the night. We or, like that too. <laughs> or you're somewhere in Asia and it's the middle of the night for you right now. That's right. So thanks for joining us in any of those scenarios. <laughs> We've been talking about Chapter 73 in the book Managing to Make a Difference. Um, the chapter is entitled "If You Have." just been newly promoted, just take charge. Um, These are uh, just one of the chapters of this book that was released last spring. So we're coming up on a year anniversary, which is super exciting. And we've had um, some great responses uh, and we want to keep that going. So we thank you for listening to this podcast today. If you do want to order copies of Managing to Make a Difference, um, you can order them on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble. You can go to 800ceoread.com and get groups and bulk orders as well. So keep that in mind. So we're talking about being newly promoted and taking charge. And the third element that you really highlight in the book is keeping an open door or an open mind. So uh, what's your favorite topic around this specific characteristic that you pointed out? Well, let's put it in context. We... We had, the, we had the first piece of advice, which was act with confidence. We had the second piece of advice, which is you're holding people accountable. And, and of course, this isn't linear. These are all going on simultaneously. But you're also having an open door and an open mind. And one of the relevant things here regarding your open door is a quotation from Stephen R. Covey. That's the senior Stephen Covey from his incredibly helpful book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. If you haven't had a chance to read that book, it it really, really is a helpful book if you're interested in your own growth and development. And one quotation from that book really sticks out for me, and it has for years, and that is, you can be effective with people, but you can't be efficient. So when you have an open door, You can't be efficient with people. You can't rush people. Uh, If you ever travel, uh, go for air travel, you can see this at every airline counter. And it's very clear to me that this is part of the training and it's part of the standards for all attendants at those airline counters. It doesn't matter how long the line is. When it is finally your turn, That individual spends as much time with you as your transaction takes. So you know when it is your turn, you are going to get their full attention and they're not going to rush you through. And when somebody comes into your office, that needs to be your attitude. They are an important individual and therefore you are not going to rush them. You're not going to look at your watch. You are not going to have your phone out. You are going to give them the attention they deserve. And this conveys to that individual that that person is significant to you, is significant in your life. And that is a a way to make a difference in somebody's life, is to convey significance on them as a human being. And your open door does that. So Tim Turnage and I recommend that unless you are actively engaged in, in some emergency or you are talking to a customer or you're talking to another employee, 
unless it's that kind of thing, if you're just doing your work and somebody wants to talk to you, just put it aside and give them. That's what an open door is, is people, you don't have a gatekeeper. People don't have to make an appointment with you, all that sort of thing. And we know that you're not always going to be able to do that. But if that's your attitude, uh, most of the time you will be able to do that. And on the times when you can't, the way to convey significance is to say to that person, I'm sorry, I can't do it right now. Let's make an appointment so I can give you the time and attention you deserve. And so you right there, you make an appointment and then you go back to what, whatever you're, you're doing. So uh, that's what an open door is all about. And, and, and it's about listening. And that's where the open mind comes in. Just because you weren't the supervisor yesterday and you were the supervisor today, you didn't become magically any smarter than you were yesterday when you weren't a supervisor. You didn't get better judgment. None of those things happened. Uh, so keep an open mind that your, your associates who now report to you may have some really good suggestions and listen to them. Even if you don't decide to implement them, and let's assume it is your decision, listening to somebody doesn't transfer to them the right to make their final decision. It just means you're listening. It just means you're not arrogant. It just means that you realize you don't have all the answers and that other people may have some very good thinking on something and that you want to hear it. I once was called into a meeting uh, with some people, uh, some executives who were benchmarking the Ritz-Carlton Hotel Company just after they had won their second Baldrige Award. And I happened to be in the corporate office. And the person conducting the meeting asked me to come in. And they were brainstorming ways to get people to give suggestions. And I hadn't said a word. I got all done. And the guy running the meeting said, Larry, you haven't said anything yet. What's your point of view? I said, you don't have to have incentive programs to get people to give suggestions. All you got to do is quit discouraging them from giving suggestions. People are full of suggestions. They're full of ideas about how you can make your department run better, how you can make your company run better, et cetera, et cetera. They have plenty of ideas and they have a perspective that you might not have uh, because you're not them and you don't see the world from their uh, point of view. And you need to be open to the fact that you just don't know everything. And, and so if you quit discouraging people from making suggestions, you'll be amazed. At how, so it isn't that we have to give people incentives to do that. It's that we have to have to just quit punishing them and discouraging them for doing that. Um, so, and again, just because you're listening to somebody and really honestly exploring their suggestion doesn't mean that they get to decide whether or not you implement that suggestion. That's still your decision. But if you've made that decision after listening to people and really with an open mind considering their point of view, if you don't happen to agree with them and you make a different decision, they're much more likely to accept it. They're much more likely to accept it. You know, I think there's a cultural element to this as well. I have the opportunity to give people tours sometimes when they are new to Talent Plus, and we happen to have a building that's 70% glass, and that was by design, right, um, for transparency and openness. And when I talk about— And to keep about, us from throwing stones. Well, that too. <laughs> 
Although we do have a golf course that sits out back and occasionally we'll get uh, a stray drive from hole number six, I believe. <laughs> it is number six. Uh, uh, and you have to really shank it to get the, to get the ball to hit us. But one of the things I take note of often when people are taking these tours and seeing Talent Plus for the first time is this is really intriguing to them. There aren't levels. You know, I'll take them literally up to our chairman's office, and her office looks like many of the other offices here with transparent doors and open doors. And and it's not only a... Um, a uh, transparency in terms of glass on the door, but her door is so often open so that literally there is virtually a red carpet that says, come in here and let me know what you're thinking. And uh, and I so I think there's a cultural element to that too in your physical space where you can actually display that in some manner. You know, I, that reminds me, I haven't thought of this in a long time. I once reported to somebody who would not close his door under any circumstances. You could you you could have something very important that you didn't want anybody. He would not close his door. It was very it sent a very interesting message to everyone. Very interesting. Yes. Well, um, I know that um, you had had an example at some point in time when you were on the opposite end where you saw a new um, manager, a new general manager coming into the hotel um, that you worked at previously and had a little bit of that healthy skepticism, thinking that this was a great manager and how could anyone ever top him? Would you share that story with us? Yes, I see we only have a couple minutes left, so I'm going to talk really fast and share the story. <laughs> uh, the, I, I, earlier in my career, uh, I was on the executive committee of a luxury hotel. We loved our, our general manager. We got along well. We respected him, et cetera, et cetera. And he got a transfer. So all of a sudden, he wasn't our boss anymore. And uh, we had some conversations. We were worried uh, because we we got along so well with this guy and we loved working for him. And, and we couldn't imagine getting somebody, uh, and it wasn't going to be any of us. The, the corporate office made that clear. We're getting somebody else. And uh, we couldn't imagine getting somebody whom we would respect more and like more, et cetera. And um, the next guy who came in was better. And it taught me a lesson that, you know, when change of this sort is occurring, we're often speculating about the negative side. Uh, but we sometimes have to consciously remind ourselves it, even though we can't imagine how it could be better, and we couldn't in that circumstance, it was way better. The next guy was way better. We loved him too, and he taught us things. This other guy did. He took us to the next level up. And it's, it's like getting a new coach, right? You have a high school coach in a sport, and they're great, and you love them, and all of a sudden you get to college, and oh my God, this coach is even better. And then if maybe you go on and play, play professional sports and you're getting a coach that's even better and you can respect and love every single one. But um, so I want to remind our, our listeners that, yeah, it might be worse, but it could be better, even though you can't imagine how. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break here as well, um, and we'll be back. Uh, on managing to make a difference and we'll touch on helping people grow and the mentoring side and coaching side of um, just taking charge once you've been promoted. We'll be right back with managing to make a difference.
the business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Asked to manage your teams but wonder when or how? Join Talent Plus on-site with us or at your corporate office for a seminar built just for you. Leadership Toolbox focuses on individual engagement, talent and fit, team dynamics and growth, and creating a strength-based culture. This interactive, seminar-style format is just the set of tools you need for world-class team performance starting now. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. When managers make a significant impact, their teams are engaged, motivated, and excited. They love what they do. When those people work for you, you get results. Results matter, and people drive results. At Talent Plus, we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission, vision, and values. Our online assessments and person-to-person interviews not only identify talents, but uncover a roadmap for success from a person's first day on the job to the day they retire. When people celebrate their talents, use them daily, and think about how to lead with their strengths, they help their companies grow, produce, and innovate. Want to learn more about empowering your people to help you do great things? Visit us today at talentplus.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back and thanks for joining us for Managing to Make a Difference. We have been talking about Chapter 73 in the book Managing to Make a Difference. If you have just been newly promoted, just take charge. I do want to take just a moment to say if this subject is hitting home for you, congratulations. I think one of the topics we haven't touched on is the celebration, that you should take a moment to celebrate the new promotion. And so that comes to my mind and um, just kind of dawned on me. So if this is the case for you, congratulations on your new promotion. And we hope these tips are helpful. And and while you're celebrating, uh, there's another aspect to it. And you should celebrate. It is an accomplishment and congratulations. It's also an opportunity to do something that creates more value and makes a difference in people's lives. And one of the, that's exactly the topic that we're going to hit on. Uh, we've kind of marched through the chapter um, talking about acting with confidence, holding people accountable, keeping an open door and an open mind. And then this last characteristic that you really pull out in the book is talking about helping people grow. What comes to mind for you? Uh, what what comes to mind is the we're talking about the book is about making a difference in people's lives and in your employees' lives in particular, and one of the most important ways to make a difference is to help them grow. 
to, and not only as employees who can do their job better than they could yesterday, but also as people. So supervisors, managers, leaders have uh, uh, been given an opportunity to make a difference in people's lives. And, and we want to encourage you to make the best of that opportunity. And one of those things is contributing to their growth. And earlier in the book and in an earlier podcast, we talked about something called the career investment discussion. And we encourage you, if you're a new supervisor and you have the book, go to chapter seven. Even if you don't have the book, you can go to our website, manage to make a difference.com. And we have a document on there called a career investment discussion. And that document is a series of questions you can ask one on one, each person who reports to you. And that will give you excellent information about how you can support that person's success, how you can make their life better, how you can help them grow. One of the questions on there is, what would you like to learn? And if you can get an answer to that question out of somebody, then you can really uh, participate in helping them grow because every time you learn something, you grow. So helping people grow is, is one, should be one of the most rewarding aspects of being a supervisor, a manager, or uh, a leader. So that career investment discussion is a practical tool that you could download from that website, managetomakeadifference.com, and just sit there and ask those questions. And if you want some coaching about that, if you have some questions about how to do it, the number here at Talent Plus is 1-800-VARSITY. You call that number, 1-800-VARSITY, and you ask for Larry Sternberg, and you say, you won't have to say anything because they'll just transfer you. We don't screen our calls around here. So you ask for me, you get me, and I will be happy to have more conversation with you about how to conduct a career investment discussion and how often to do it, and it's all those kinds of things. But that's a very, very practical tool. I think that when someone is newly promoted and walks into that position, um, often they may be uh, overwhelmed or um, excited or I'm trying to think of another emotion, but um, they may be, because they are tasked with new responsibilities, this might, I feel like, not be the top of their mindset as they get to know something. How do you make sure that this element of helping to make your team grow stays at the top of that priority list with all of the additional tasks, additional time restraints, additional reporting mechanisms or whatever that may have come with a new supervisory position? You have to decide to make time for it. And sometimes it doesn't take additional time. Sometimes while you're working alongside with somebody, you're pointing something out to them, you're contributing to their growth, or you're thinking about an assignment uh, of responsibilities that maybe they didn't have those responsibilities before, and it's going to stretch them, and you believe they are ready for it, even if they haven't done it. And so just in the normal course of doing things, you should have that in mind. How am I gonna, but if you do this career investment discussion, believe me, you will 
have information and you'll it'll create some perspective for you that you didn't have before where you'll be able to think of ways how am i going to help this person grow and and it it should be top of mind and so if you're worried that all of these things which can be very overwhelming when you're a new supervisor just take a post it right what am i doing to help my people grow and put that on your bathroom mirror so you see it every day and uh, make time for it. Make time for your people. The most important thing to you, for you to do if you're a new supervisor is have that one-on-one time. And these are things that Kim and I have written about in the book. We've talked about in prior podcasts. Have that one-on-one time. Do a lot of listening. And as rapidly as possible, deliver on some need a person has. Have, have a great sense of urgency about meeting a need. Whatever, even if it's a small thing, even if it's a small thing. I remember I did this once with one of my direct reports, and she said that uh, a part of her responsibility was doing interviews, and she said that her equipment wasn't functioning properly. Well, you know what? Fifteen minutes later, she had new equipment. Uh, and I don't know why she didn't bring it up before, but she didn't. And as soon as she brought it up, whammo, I went right to our our technical people, and I said, hey, we need this, and they had it, and I just brought it over to her, and I said, good, let's hook it up. Now, that's gone, Uh, so do a lot of listening. Do a lot of one-on-one. Don't just do a whole bunch of group meetings. The most powerful meetings are one-on-one, and and so this career investment discussion, it gives you a framework for a very powerful one-on-one meeting that really puts you in in a position to help each of these people grow in different ways. We've been talking about Chapter 73 of the book, Managing to Make a Difference Today. If you have just been newly promoted, just take charge. We've really hit on acting with confidence, um, not being apologetic for having the position, being matter-of-fact about what your expectations are. We've talked a little bit about that. We've talked about holding people accountable Um, avoiding stumbling blocks in terms of walking in and telling people or announcing to your new teammates that there will be no changes when empirically there will be changes. You may not know what they are, but they they will exist. As we talked about avoiding that stumbling block, we talked about keeping an open door and an open mind um, so that you are open to new ideas, new innovation, and recognizing that you don't know everything. And then this last element, really helping people grow and how a career investment discussion can really help that. Well, final thoughts today, Larry, before we wrap up? I go back to the first point we made, act with confidence. Just go in there and be matter-of-fact about things. Act with confidence. If you've been chosen properly, trust your gut. What is your intuition telling you you should be paying attention to first? So let's assume you've been chosen properly and just trust your intuition and be yourself. Thanks again for joining us today for Managing to Make a Difference. We hope you'll join us again next week for more quality content here on Managing to Make a Difference. And we hope you'll purchase your copy of the book today on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or go to ceoread.com. Thanks again for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us for Managing to Make a Difference 
with Talent Plus's Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. We hope these real-life management examples will help you manage teams across the globe. Just a reminder, this series airs on Voice America, the business channel, each Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. We hope you'll tune in next week for Managing to Make a Difference. Until then, put these practices into place and manage to make a difference.